My name's Bridget, and welcome to my podcast, Wake Up and Thrive. I wear a lot of hats, but the ones I'm most proud of are being a sober mom to my four kids, a wife to my best friend, a forever student of life, a registered nurse, and a certified life coach. You can usually find me planning and enjoying quality moments with those I love, or coaching women on how to do the same. All of our lives are made up of tiny moments, both beautiful and messy. I know we all want more feel-good moments, but I believe it's the ones that challenge us that become the catalyst for our growth. That's what we do in this space. We explore everyday moments that we deem hard, and instead of allowing them to keep us stuck, we lean into their lessons and let them wake us up. So if you're ready and willing, I'd love to invite you to come along. All you need is an open mind. It's time. It's time to wake up and thrive. Monday, everyone. Hope everyone is having a good start to their week and that you had a nice, relaxing weekend. Um, I am coming in here because the episode that I released last week on friendships, where I vulnerably shared my own story and struggle with it, um, and it still somewhat feels a little fresh for me. Um, although I feel mostly on the other side of it, it's still very much a part of my everyday life because I live in the same neighborhood with those those same women. And it's something I have to continually practice. I have to continually practice coming back to the truth of who I am, not the truth of who they say I am, and coming back to love, coming back to this place of, I don't want to be angry at them. I don't want to be resentful at them. I don't want to be triggered all the time, right? So I was so, I don't want to say excited because that means a lot of you guys struggle with the same thing, but this was a very popular episode and I had a lot of people reach out and comment Um, and say, me too. So if you are listening or you haven't listened to it yet, and you do listen and you resonate, I want you to know you are not dramatic if you struggle in friendships. You are not um, too much or not enough or something is not wrong with you. You are a human being that just grew up in a society where you weren't taught how to relate, how to create the relationships and connections that we are innately designed to have. Um, so again, I really hope that last episode, um, touched you and helps you kind of take some of those steps to creating, um, life-giving and intimate relationships, whether that's friendship or, um, in a partnership and marriage, um, it really applies across the board. So this is not necessarily a part two, but it kind of is. I want to piggyback off of what I talked about last week, and then I want to take it a step further to really ask the question of what now, right? So if I'm doing all this internal work, I'm really starting to allow certain relationships to complete and fall without making it mean anything about myself. I'm really leaning into my own experience. So if that's grief, anger, resentment, sadness, and honoring that, right? I'm getting really crystal clear on what I want and need in relationships in order to feel safe, safe, Safe is the number one thing that we want to feel in any relationship. So that safety piece has to be there. You have to be able to, first of all, be able to clearly communicate what it is that you want and need, but also be able to um, honor if they can't meet that and decide if if this is a non-negotiable or something that you can maybe get met elsewhere, right? So in today's episode, I want to talk about one of the best things you can do to create the relationships you want. And again, this is not just in friendships. This might be in a marriage or um, the dating scene or at work. Um, The best thing that you can do 
to have the relationship you want is to be the person you want them to be for you. So in this episode today, I'm going to give you guys a few examples from my own journey with friendships. Um, So after I did everything I talked about in the first session to really heal that sisterhood wound, then I actually had to fill up that space, right? I released a lot of yucky baggage that I was bringing into those friendships, which is why I was attracting friendships that were not for me, that were not life-giving, that did not fill me up um, because I was attracting it from my wounds. And so once I cleared all that up, I had all this space. Right. And so I needed to fill that back up with the relationships I did want. And so this episode is how do I do that? Where's the blueprint or the manual or the rule book for how you create friendships, how you create intimate relationships? And again, I'm going to talk from the um, vantage point of friends, but this relates so heavily to my marriage as well. This also relates like at work or with your in-laws or with your family of origin. This is relevant across the board. Okay, but my examples in this episode are going to be geared towards friendships. So why do I say be the person you want them to be? Because energetically speaking, what is going on in the outside world, what we the world or reality we are living and experiencing is a direct mirror and reflection on the internal experience inside of each one of us, our own internal judgment, stories, beliefs, emotions, triggers, insecurities, all of it. So as we clean that up, we will naturally become a match for what we really want, right? So in my case, when it came to friendships, um, some key things that were really, really important to me, and they were actually one of the reasons I was attracted to one of the women in my neighborhood. Um, The first thing was I really wanted people to initiate invites for me. Um, I've talked about this before on my episode on shame, that a lot of times when I felt left out or sad or not enough, I would sort of withdraw because as a kid, that's what I did a lot. And it would um, unintentionally trigger for my parents to come up and get me and find out what was wrong, right? And so subconsciously, I was sort of getting this love and attention as I withdrew and they sort of came to me. So as an adult, I noticed that that's really important to me in relationships. It's important to me in my marriage. It's important to me in friendships. It's really important for me to have friends that do initiate the invite. Do It, it makes me feel seen. It makes me feel wanted and chosen. Um, and yeah, I mean, if that could be a sixth love language, like that's one for me. Invite me. <laughs> um, so that was really important. And like I said, one of the women did that a lot. When she moved into the neighborhood, it was like, holy crap, my social life went from like a two to like a 12. Um, and it was amazing. What... I realize now was that it was one-sided on her part. I mean, one-sided on my part. She was initiating invites, but I wasn't doing the same to her. I was just being the receiver of the invites. And that makes for a really crappy friend, right? And so one of the things, once I really recognized that um, those friendships were not for me, they didn't serve me, that one in particular was very much centered around drinking, um, so when I got sober, I, I chose sobriety over that friendship. And my responsibility, my mistake was not communicating that um, clearly. So she took a lot of offense to it, which I totally understood. But now I wasn't getting the invite. So that that part of that friendship that I really enjoyed went away. And so going forward, I had to step out of my comfort zone and really extend the invite. I had to be the person I wanted her to be for me. 
So I started extending invites, you know, within with with those women at first, but but also just outside of those women. Um, in my Elementum coaching program, we had to do a master project and it was really cool. I started with like a goal line for my business and really kept coming up against the sisterhood wound and was like, I need to move this to a soul line is what they call it, a soul goal. And I really focused on creating a women's night at my house, inviting, initiating, um, starting some sort of regular women's night. And you guys, oh my gosh, I realize why I'm not the initiator because it brought all of my stuff to the surface. I extended the invite and I just noticed my ego go, oh my God, is anyone going to respond? Oh my God, are they going to all like each other? Um, And even while people were there, like my nervous system was just on edge. Um, So, you know, I still need to activate that muscle of being the initiator and the host. But more than anything, I had to recognize that what I really admired in that one neighbor of mine was something that what I, I wouldn't even say jealous, but I sort of was, I was a little envious that she was always organizing things. She always, she had girls night at her house. She constantly had people over. The more I leaned into this work, I really recognized that that judgment, that envy that I felt towards her ability to organize, host, invite was really just because there was a part of me that wanted to be activated, that really wanted to come online and be that and do that. and so I, I attempted to do that in my program. It was, a, it was a little awkward at first, but we made it through a few nights. And now the friends that I have today, I am very intentional in making sure that's a two-way street and making sure that I'm inviting just as much as I'm accepting the invite, right? And that actually brings me to my, my, my second way that I started really showing up as the friend I wanted them to be. So one thing that has always been important, it's something I've learned from my mom, just show up, just show up. Like you don't necessarily need to show up with food or gifts or money, but simply being present and being there, like your time is, is oftentimes the best gift you can give somebody truly just show up, just show up. And I know for me with the women, um, that I keep referencing, but the women that I keep referencing, I really didn't show up for them and vice versa. We, we were convenient friends. We were neighbors Um, There was something called front porch sitting where we would, where they would often sit and it it became a big vent session. So it really, it just never like, I never felt lit up about it. Um, And it also never felt like we were showing up for each other. It just sort of felt like a convenient get together because you walk out on your porch and everyone's there. And so that aspect was really missing for me in the friendships. Um, Occasionally, some of them would really show up for some big events, but I'm talking about like the everyday every, every day, just showing up, right? Like, um, you know, this past weekend when I had my girls weekend, these women, one of the women flew in from out of state to show up, to be there, to physically be present. And it just speaks volumes about feeling important to them, feeling chosen, feeling accepted. Um, so that was something, and that's still a muscle I have to activate. I have to strengthen that muscle of showing up for people. If I expect and desire them to show up for me. Okay, so those are two two things that I really learned in these friendships, Um, extending the invite, actually accepting the invite and showing up when I'm invited. Um, I I referenced this in the last podcast, but there was multiple times where I didn't get invited and I had to look and take a lot of responsibility for that. I, in my body language, in the amount of times I said no, like I was really communicating that I didn't want to show up. 
right? So be the person you want them to be for you. And then I was sitting in my house crying that no one was showing up for me. (laughs) So yes, use what you desire as a blueprint for who you get to be. A final piece for me that was really, really important, and I just wasn't aware of it at the time of, of those particular friendships, I wanted to be able to share my truth. So part of that was my responsibility, being able to actually discover and communicate my truth in a way that was not blaming or attacking or criticizing them, but it was simply vulnerably showing what was coming up for me and being able to have the language to bring that to them in a neutral way. Um, And that is something I teach inside of my group program, Fully Alive. It is this communication and different way of um, relating to the world, to the world around you in a way that will be received. But that was super, super important for me. And at the time, I was not a very safe place for them to do the same, which is why I attracted women into my life that couldn't handle my truth. Because A, I couldn't handle my truth. I didn't know my truth. But B, I couldn't handle theirs. So I got super offended if they pointed out um, that I, you know, and again, they didn't have the language either. So when I was sort of in a shame spiral and I was withdrawing, they called me dramatic and manipulative, right? And that's that's not good language. You're going to automatically get someone to shut down. But I, I do remember specifically uh, one of them came over to talk face-to-face, which I really, looking back, really appreciated. But in the moment, I couldn't, I couldn't hear it. I could not hear it. Part of it was the way it was delivered. And part of it was just I wasn't a safe place. To, I hadn't done enough work to be able to receive their feedback and decide what I felt was true and also discern which was coming from their own insecurities, right? And be able to just like witness them. That That's what this is all about. Like, can I just witness them without making it all about myself? And the truth was, no, I couldn't. I was not, I can now. The friends I have now can bring anything and everything to me. Maybe it's about me. Maybe it's about them. Maybe it's about someone else. But a, a lot of times... What I think creates the connection we're after, after, we have to be able to be a safe place for someone to come and say, hey, when you said and did this, like, this is what I made it mean. This is what happened inside of my body. These are the stories that came up. Can we talk about this? I have to be willing to sit with that. I was actually just talking to my seven-year-old about this because I was giving him very firm feedback in the way that I witnessed him handle a friendship. Um, and how I just thought it was being, it was not very kind. And I gave him the feedback and he listened. And then as soon as I, I stopped talking, I said, is there anything you need to say? And he just started crying. He started bawling. And he said, I'm, I just feel really sad when you tell me all of that. I'm doing something wrong. And so we had a really good conversation about, buddy, I am somebody in your life that loves you. I am always on your side. And if I am giving you feedback, it's because I want you to have everything you want. I know that you want to play with your buddies. I know that you want to not be fighting with them. And sometimes we do things and we don't really know that we're doing them. So we need the people in our life that we trust to be able to give us that clear mirroring, to be able to give us that that feedback that really helps us kind of realign with who we are, right? And again, until I was ready to do that, I was never going to be a match or attract women that could do that as well. So what I was getting from those women was if I would come to, even when I did find and learn the language and I would bring my heart to them, I would say, you know, this is like so incredibly painful to watch everybody go up to the neighborhood pool, have my kids come in and ask why they're not invited, 
me be sitting here by myself and not invited by someone who says they're friends with me, right? Like it was just, it was a lot, a lot of stuff for me. I didn't know how to handle it. So I wanted to be able to bring that to the one that that I was quote unquote friends with. And when I did, she made it all about her. She she made it it seem like I was being dramatic, again, manipulative, um, making her be, res- I, I think her words were, I shouldn't have to be responsible for your friendships. And I was like, whoa, whoa, like I'm just sharing this is hard and this is sad. So when your emotions trump my emotions, that's not a safe relationship. There has to be room for both, right? I have to be able to explain and share my truth without it um, spilling over into a conversation about why my truth doesn't matter. Does that make sense? So I'm sort of going all over the place and maybe sharing a little too many details. Lord knows if these women listen to the podcast, but the, the truth is, I would say all this to them today if I could speak to them that there was so much about the way that we we talk to each other and this goes for both of us like I am just as guilty as they are where neither of us were really hearing and seeing what the other person was saying we weren't hearing their needs we weren't hearing their heart we were taking it offensively and we were both of us were going on the defense and attack and it just it just was was a recipe for not a good relationship and that's what we both experienced so Moving forward, things that I'm really intentional with in my field, in my friendships are extending the invite, being the inviter, being the initiator, accepting the invite, actually saying yes and showing up while honoring my boundaries, and then being that safe place for other people to share their truth. Because in doing so, I will attract p- other women into my life that can hear my truth. And I can't tell you how safe it feels now to have friends where I can say, I have a really good friend in the neighborhood now where I say to her sometimes like, I haven't heard you. I haven't heard from you in so long. We're still friends, right? And she doesn't take offense to it. She's not like, you're so dramatic. She's like, of course, we're still friends. I'm just busy. And she knows that like in a friendship, something I really need is sometimes reassurance. Like I try my best to do my work, but sometimes I need a little reassurance. She's a safe place for me to go get that. And that's beautiful. That's what creates a life-giving relationship. So yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop on that point. And I really just want to encourage everybody to take time. If you are trying to call in a friendship, a female friendship, if you're trying to call in the right boss, maybe you've had just really crappy bosses everywhere you go. If you're trying to call in your partner, if you're trying to strengthen your marriage, if you want a good relationship with your in-law, take some time to really journal what it is that you actually want from them? What do you want? Do you want presence? Do you want safety? Do you want them to communicate kindly? Do you want them to be empathetic? Do you want them to be trustworthy? What is it that you want? Get really crystal clear on that. And then from there, look at that list and ask yourself, am I a match for all of this? In other words, do I show up this way in my relationships? Because you guys, it's a clear blueprint on how to have the relationships that your heart desires based on what it is that you need. You get to go first. You get to show up in the way that you want them to show up. And the beautiful thing is, it's just amazing, you guys. I'm watching it in my life. You will be amazed at who comes through, who shows up. It might be the same people that are currently in your life, but they might start showing up a lot differently. 
because they're taking your lead. They're following your model. Or it might be a brand new person. It might be you really getting, if you do this exercise, you might get really crystal clear on the people in your life right now are actually not a match for what you need in this season. And that's okay. That's beautiful. But you get to really work on letting them go so that you can make space for the ones that you really want. So so I'm going to end there. I hope that that served you and felt supportive. Um, Definitely feel free to message me if you're getting stuck on a specific relationship. I would love to help guide you through this journaling process. I also want to personally extend the invite. This is the last invite for my group program for Fully Alive for May 2023. We start this Thursday. Um, This is our kickoff opening call. We are going to dive right into some really cool somatic practices um, and just learning how to really get out of those stories and out of those heads. Because the more that you connect to your body, you guys, which is where your intuition lies, you will find the clarity that you actually are looking for in relationships. So if this episode, if you ended on, I don't really know what it is that I want, then Fully Alive might be the perfect program for you because I'm going to help you discover that and bring that forward in your relationships so that you can call forward the exact match for you, the perfect match for you. So love to personally invite you. Um, The next two women that sign up are also getting a bonus one-on-one call with me along with my signature Overwhelm course. In that Overwhelm course, you're getting um, additional somatic practices that are going to help you go from overwhelm, frantic, crazy chaos to calm in less than 30 seconds. So click the link below, um, register for the group today. We start on Thursday. It's not too late. If you want to get on a phone call, with blah, 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 blah. if you want to hop on a phone call, just message me privately. You can find me on Instagram or go to my email. Um, I would love, it would be such an honor to support you. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will see you guys next Monday.